Good evening, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Insightful Conversations with SNL. I am Shaniqua and I am Lakeisha. And we are here for episode four. And as always, we want to thank you for tuning in with us tonight. We know that there's could have been somewhere else that y'all could have been, but we're really glad to have you here. And we're so blessed to have you all as followers and continuing to support what we do. And as always, we always wanna start off our episode with a recap of the previous episode. So the last episode was about um, strong, independent black women was that title considered a compliment. And we had a guest on that episode, my friend Carrie Miner, one of my best friends. And we kind of talked about in terms of if we felt it was a compliment, we talked about myths and stereotypes surrounded by that particular title. We talked about the differences between assertiveness and aggressiveness. We talked about how the title could relate to maybe the angry black woman um title we talked about societal expectations in terms of what that title may mean for black women and we also talked about knowing yourself and knowing your worth and we also provided resources in terms of like ways that you can kind of help in terms of breaking the cycle like we we always talk about counseling and therapy and i know keisha you had brought up about girls trek Mm -hmm. that resource, that organization. So if you haven't checked out that episode, we strongly encourage you to go ahead and do that whenever you get a chance, as well as the other two episodes as well. And again, we thank you so much for the support. And if you haven't already liked our page, make sure to like it. Also like and subscribe to our YouTube page and make sure to share and tell a friend. All right. Well, without further ado, we'll go ahead and get started with this episode. And you probably saw the flyer, not necessarily flyer, but the promotion that we did for the episode yesterday. And the title is called You Good, Sis? Stress, Health, and the African-American Woman. And we came up with this episode primarily to kind of dive in a little bit deeper with the conversation that we had last week or the last two weeks that we met um, in terms of the strong independent black woman. But one of the things that we didn't necessarily touch on was the role of stress and how that title or just black women in general, how we often are definitely receptive to stress. And we kind of wanted to use this episode to talk a little bit about how stress can impact the African-American woman. Keisha, did you have anything you wanted to kind of start off or add? Um, I guess just to piggy off back to last episode, um, you know, a lot of us have grown up um, in households um, or we have surrounded ourselves uh, with strong women, whether they are our mothers, our grandparents, uh, aunts. Uh, women in the community who we consider mentors um, and things of that nature. Um, and so growing up, we usually take on that title, you know, strong, independent, independent black woman. Um, and we accept it. 
um, as a compliment. And it's not until I think that you go through, it, you know, you've gone through several experiences, whether they, whether they be good, bad, or ugly, um, and things of that nature, um, especially uh, racial discrimination, uh, sexism, um, whether that be in your personal life, on the job, where you start to have this type of awakening um, when it comes to, you know, do I really want to take on um, this particular role um, all the time or just at all, period? Um, and like you said, the ramifications that come along with it. I think that there are some good things that come along when we think of the strong, when we think of the independent women uh, that we look up to uh, in our communities. But a lot of times nobody's talking about the adverse effects also that goes into um, carrying on that idea and the weight and the toll that it takes on um, women in our community in both the short and long term. And so that's what we're going to get into um, the gist of tonight. So we hope that you all enjoy. Yes, yes. Well, before we can kind of get in the conversation about stress, we got to talk about what it is exactly. So basically stress is the body's response or reaction to some type of change. So something that kind of happens unexpectedly. And stress usually occurs when the demands of our life exceed our ability to cope. And the way that you deal with stress has a lot to do with your physical health as well as your mental health. So if you already kind of have a pretty good physical health and a pretty good mental health in terms of how you're able to kind of cope and um, deal with things, you'll be able to kind of process stress better. But then if you don't, then there will be some difficulty. And a lot of times when we think of the word stress, we necessarily may consider it to be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times stress is not a bad thing because believe it or not, there is something called good stress. Mm -hmm. And there's actually um, a term for that and it's called eustress. Yes. And basically what that means is positive stress. So some stress is necessary because it creates, um, I know you've heard of the, the flight or fight response mm -hmm. to kind of get you, get your body ready to kind of deal with whatever is coming your way. So some examples of some good type of stress might be starting a new job because, you know, that's exciting or, you know, moving or buying a new home or something like that, receiving a, a job promotion, things like that. So those could be examples of good stress because that helps us. It's something that is unknown, but it's still something that is good and something that we can enjoy in the long run. And it, it, it excites us. You know, it may make us feel nervous. Um, you still may get that feeling of like having butterflies in your stomach and, and things of that nature. But it's something, like I said, usually that type of stress, it motivates you. It inspires you. Um, it pushes you. So like you said, um, some examples I can think of when it comes to good stress um, is like going off to college. You know, yeah. that's a very stressful situation, but at the same time, it's exciting. It's it's nerve wracking, all wrapped up uh, into one uh, marriage, you know, getting married, planning a wedding that could be considered uh, good stress. Um, even bringing a child 
uh, into this world could be a, a an example of a good stressful situation. Yeah, exactly. And then on the flip side of that, you have negative stress or distress. And that's just basically stress that obviously is not necessarily good. I mean, it's something that's definitely unexpected, but it can bring about a lot of a lot of pain sometimes in terms of like, especially like if you're filing for a divorce or the ending of a relationship or if you lost the job or, you know, um, you're suffering from some type of grief. Those are some examples of negative stress or you stress, a distress, excuse me. So, um, so depending on what your stress level is, you kind of want to keep in mind what exactly is triggering my stress? Like, is it something that's positive or is it something that is negative and kind of go from there in terms of how you want to deal with the stress? Shaniqua, I came across a website um, and it says um, four questions that you can ask yourself to kind of distinguish um, the type of stress that you are facing. Um, and so it says, if you answer yes to any of the following questions, then you are dealing with good strength. However, the flip side of that, if you answer no to even one of them, then you definitely need to take a look at, like you said, what is triggering, what is setting you off with regards to stress, as well as how to better manage um, those stressful situations. And so question one asks, can you handle the challenge? So we all know that we face different challenges uh, in life. And so it basically boils down to assessing the situation, assessing your abilities both consciously and unconsciously uh, to decide, like I said, are you up for um, the challenge or is this something that is starting to really wear and tear um, on you, whether it be spiritually, it be mentally, it be financially, it be emotion emotionally. Uh, question number two that they pose is, do you have control? So the amount of control we believe we have over a given stressor will have significant impact on whether we experience distress or negative stress or not. So can you manage your stressors with a sense of purpose or positivity? What kind of control do you have on the circumstance? Question three, is there a reward? Like we talked about at the beginning, um, depending upon what type of stress it is. Um, for example, going off to college, we all know that that is a very stressful situation, especially for those of us um, who did not have, you know, the way paid, paid for us beforehand. We basically wore the trailblazers for our family. So although that was a nerve wracking event, and at times there may have been times and situations where we want to throw in the title, we wanted to give up uh, for whatever reason, we always kept our eyes on the prize, which was eventually to walk across that stage and receive our diploma and things of that nature. So is there a reward at the end? And then question four, is the stress temporarily? So if the challenge is something that you can power through, that's an indication that once again, it's good stress. And if it's starting to wear and tear on you, you're starting to feel a sense of hopelessness and defeat. Um, and kind of a woe is me type of mentality, um, that was definitely an indicator that, you know, you may be under some negative stress and that you may need to seek additional reinforcements. Yeah. 
Exactly. And then so now that we've talked about the positive stress versus negative stress, it's also important to talk about in terms of the different types of stress that one could experience. So the ones that are particularly the most common are acute stress, episodic stress, and chronic stress. So acute stress is pretty much short-term level stress. So it's stress that comes from some type of stressful event. And some examples could be a job interview. You know, like you're kind of, you're excited about the job interview and, but you feel some level of stress about that. But at the same time, that level of stress gets you motivated like Lakeisha was saying in terms to help you to give your best performance for that. Or sometimes running late for an appointment. <laughs> that can be um, acute level of stress. So it's basically something that's short term mm -hmm. and eventually after the event goes away or it ends, then that stress dies down basically. And then the episodic stress is basically acute stress, but it's different episodes of acute stress so it's basically kind of ongoing and that can also be short term too again so it's just basically some type of event occurred and then you had a level of stress about it and then once that event was finished that's when the stress went away and then you have the last type of stress which is chronic stress and the way it sounds, <laughs> that's what it means. It means chronic. That's basically a long-term level of stress. And in my research that I did about the different levels of stress, I found out that African-American women typically deal with chronic stress. That is the level of stress that usually occurs with us. And I can't say that I found that to be surprising because if we tie back to the last episode in terms of what it means or what society feels it means to be a strong, independent black woman, you know, I mean, that does bring about a level of stress. I mean, constantly feeling like you have to put on for people, constantly feeling like you can't. Um, you can't be a failure. You have to be here for everyone else. That is going to bring about a level of long-term stress. And because of that long-term stress or chronic chronic level stress, that can have physical effects mm -hmm. and emotional and mental effects on our body, which is part of the reason why in the African-American community, like in terms of a lot of these health conditions, we're like number one. And a lot of times, like with, you know, high blood pressure or diabetes or um, obesity, uh, right, obesity disorders, uh, even with mental illness. I was mm -hmm. reading that um, a lot of African-Americans, men included, too, a lot of us do not get treated uh, for mental illnesses for, you know, for an array of reasons and things um, and things of, of that nature. Um, suicide is very, very high in our community. And we're starting to see an uptick, especially in our African-American boys um, as a result. Um, two, Shaniqui, I think that stress, not only is it brought on by society, I think too, as women, a lot of times we put that on ourselves um, as well. 
And so as a result of not seeking out the additional helps, not wanting to be seen as a failure, not wanting to be, um, be considered weak in the eyesight of our family, our friends, or like I said, even ourselves, um, a lot of us, you know, for whatever reasons, um, we will suffer in silence. Um, and, and, and that's, it's sad um, because you getting help doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you lesser than it actually is going to empower you to take better care of the people that you are taking care of so much, whether it be parents, um, your partners, your children's coworkers and so on and, and so forth. So that's why it's so important that, especially us as women, you know, that we keep our stress levels um, under wraps and things like that. That's so true. And a lot of times when you talk about stress, anxiety can come along with that too. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people think that they're one and the same, but they're actually not. They're, they're different. Stress happens. Remember, I was telling you before, like an event occurs. And then once that event is done, the stress is over with. Anxiety is a little different because even if you have that event, whatever the situation is that's got you feeling stressed after the event ends anxiety can still there that's the difference anxiety is more ongoing now can you experience both at the same time yes but the anxiety becomes more it increases and it keeps going when the event ends so that's the difference between stress and anxiety i want to let people know that because a lot of times people think that they're the same and it's really not and because of that, stress also has different effects cognitively, like it can feel, affect our self-esteem, like mm -hmm. our self-worth, um, how we view ourselves, um, the fear of failure that we talked about before, sometimes unrealistic expectations, because I know yes. a lot of times, I know I do, <laughs> I like to set a lot of expectations for myself, but I try to make sure that they're realistic. <laughs> But because I'm such a perfectionist, so to speak, and I have a type A personality, um, sometimes I have to keep my stress levels in check. And sometimes, you know, I may not necessarily have pretty good thoughts about myself, but I have to make sure that I'm knowing that, OK, you know, I'm only one person like I, I, I can't expect to just take on the world and fix everybody and stuff like that. And I think that's what a lot of us do, especially as black women, you know, like we were saying before, we feel like we have to, to take on that role because, you know, definitely society gives us that role, gives us that title. But also the, like you said, Lakeisha, that we put that on ourselves Yeah, a lot of times just based off like learned behavior, what we saw our family members do and, and stuff like that, or, other loved ones and and things like that so yeah so that's like the cognitive effects so cognitive effects is basically with your thoughts anything like that then look we also have the physical um indicators of stress um kind of touched on it before in terms of like you know heart palpitations or you might experience headaches yes migraines yeah um muscle tension things like that even uh, problems with your skin. So you may start um, noticing you're breaking out with acne. 
more so than before. Um, psoriasis, eczema, um, hair loss. That's something that I noticed when I went through a bad breakup. Um, that's actually the first thing that I noticed, like my hair was falling out in clumps. And my doctor told me that's because you are your stress. Um, also in women, your menstrual cycle, um, your stress levels can knock your menstrual off. And a lot of people don't believe that, but it can. Um, so that's another thing also to be cognizant um, of also sexual dysfunction. Um, it, can, it can cause you, you know, because your libido is low, you may, you know, experience impotence and, um, and things like that, um, erectile dysfunction. So all of those are examples of, you know, the negative side effects of what comes along with stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we can't forget about behavioral indicators right. of stress. You know, um, that's probably often a lot of times what you see. <laughs> the most is basically anything dealing with behavior is how you're responding to situations. So like when you see people snapping on someone, you know, they might be stressed. Pretty good indicator that's probably what it is. Or interpersonal relationships get affected. Yeah. Um, when you find that people may withdraw from others, like they don't necessarily want to be around people. Yeah. Yeah. Those are be some common examples of how behavior can indicate level of stress. Even like hostile individuals, um, you're real moody, you know, one one minute you're 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 happy go lucky. And like you said, the next minute I'm cussing, I'm fussing, um, I'm crying. Um very defensive, you know, about a particular subject matter, and you may not necessarily know why. Yeah. Or like, how do I even stop feeling this way? Because I think a lot of times people get so, this becomes the norm. Oh, yeah. It's just like, okay, I don't even know how to get out of this feeling. I don't know necessarily what to do. And it's like you were saying before, Lakeisha, about, you know, people not necessarily wanting to seek help for that or talk to someone because they don't want to be seen as weak or or flawed or, or whatever. And I think that, again, like conversations like this is important because, you know, we have to learn how to be able to deal with stress because we, we live in a stressful world, oh, yes. stressful society. I mean, there's constantly things being thrown at us every day and but we have to also learn how to be able to better take care of ourselves and each other because you know um because once this life is over it's over you know oh, what i'm yeah. saying in terms of like just being here and you know and i think it's just time for us just to really be mindful of how we're caring for ourselves especially like with this pandemic that's going on it's just it's just so much and it's just important yeah really care for yourself some other like um behavioral changes that you may see when you are under stress um it could be loss of appetite um your your appetite also may increase um you may become you know you may be termed as an emotional eater um also, somebody that um, they're drinking a lot and not necessarily is not 
when I say drinking, I'm not necessarily just centering all of that around like alcohol and substance abuse. Um, even the intake of a lot of caffeinated drinks, you know, soda and juices and things of that nature uh, could also for some people uh, be a warning sign that they are under a, you know, under a lot of negative stress. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to talk about like, what do we do? Like when we notice that we're feeling stressed, like what are some things, some tips, I guess, what works? Keisha, what do you think works for you in terms of like whenever you're stressed? What helps you? I I was given a keychain in college by my career counselor that I keep I keep on me. Um, it's the phrase, um, God help me to accept the things that I cannot change, the Serenity prayer. The serenity prayer. Yeah. So that's one thing I usually, that's the first thing I usually go to. Not saying that it always helps, because like I said, it depends upon um, the situation. Um, for me, praise and worship music um, will usually do it uh, for me. So me getting into a quiet space, whether I'm at home, um, if I'm at my job, closing my office door, um, in my car, pulling over to the side of the road, um, and just having a moment with me and God, just for me to kind of vent. And sometimes it's just not venting, it's just listening um, and just being in that space with him. So spiritually, that's what helps me out when I encounter a, a stressful situation. Those are all good. And, and mine are very similar to that too. Like, um, like I'm real big on, you know, praying and just, praying to God about things. Cause I feel like, like we were saying in the beginning, stress is necessary at times cause it gets us going, gets us motivated, gives us fuel to get going. But at the same time, I know I'm able to recognize when I can't take right. more of it. Right. And just by praying and just really just meditating on the word of God and things like that, that really helps me just to become centered and to know that, you know, I don't have to do this alone. Like I have someone who's basically like fighting my battles for me. And, and, you know, no matter what I deal with, whatever, no matter what I go through, like I have someone there. Yeah. And, and that really means a lot to me. And also else that helped me Shaniquia. I was part of a group some years ago here in Tallahassee. Um, it was a group for women who were underemployed or they weren't employed mm -hmm. at the present moment. And they used to do various workshops with us throughout the week. And I remember one of the guest speakers, um, she said something that was so powerful and it stuck with me to this day. And it's something I share with my students. And she said, it's okay not to be okay. Nobody had told me that in the, my 30 odd something years because like I said for a lot of us we just believe that hey we got to take everything on we don't necessarily have although a lot of us we have people that we can talk to um, whether that be family that be friends um, sometimes like I said when you you're in that space and you just feel like you're just at the bottom of the, the bottom you don't feel like you really have anybody to reach out to or you feel like when I step outside that door, like I got to put on this smile and I got to make every, you know, make everything appear like, you know, I'm fine and I'm okay. And inside I'm screaming out, you know, I need help. 
I need somebody to talk to. I want to shout. I want to cry. I'm angry. I feel like cussing. I feel like, you know, fussing. But once again, you don't necessarily want people to see that vulnerable side um, of you. But when she said that, man, that it was just like a whole bunch of weight just fell off of me. So that's something, too, that I remember when I'm going through stressful times. Like, Keisha, you don't always have to have it together. You're not perfect. Mm -hmm. It's okay not to be okay. I don't think we necessarily hear that a lot in our communities. And we need to be telling ourselves that, telling our loved ones that, telling our children that it's okay to have a moment. The thing is, you can't stay there. But it's okay to have that moment. You need to vent, vent. You need to shout, shout. You need to run, go and run. Mm-hmm. But just know you can't stay in that negative space forever. At some point, you're going to have to dig deep down and pick yourself up. And like I say, some of us can do that by ourselves. But some of us, we may need other interventions to intercede. And that's okay as well. Yeah, that's very true. And like, I know for me, just having a real positive and um encouraging support system works for me too like you know i have you know great parents who are always you know there for me to to give a listening ear you know sometimes you know if i want advice they don't even you know if i want that they'll give it to me but if i don't want that if i just want them just you know just listen to me they'll do that same way with um my friend circle and i think it's very important that you're mindful of the type of people that are in your life whenever oh, yes. you're experiencing some level of stress because you don't want that, your support system, to add. <laughs> like, that's not the purpose of the yes. but You know what I'm saying? If they're stressing you out, then they probably don't need to be in your life to yeah. begin with because that's not the purpose. You want people that's going to be able to lift you up and things like that. So, my support system is very um important to me and also seeking therapy like you know i'm a therapist but i've been to therapy before and i think that it's very you know important to do that because you know just because i may help someone else that doesn't mean that i don't have my own things internal things that i'm dealing with and so i feel that therapy is just a great release to be able to kind of process you know things that been deep down <laughs> that is probably going to come up at some point yeah but i didn't have a safe space to be able to let it come up and right. i think that's one of the reasons why like if i could do anything like i really want to stress like the importance of just talking to someone i mean i know i mentioned about you know praying earlier yeah i do that as well but you know just being able because we live in a, a secular world you know what I'm saying? And you have to be able to deal with the things that's in the secular world. And I just think that therapy is just an awesome tool for that. Yeah. I want to turn over to the comments because we got yeah. some people that have talked about some things that they do. See, at LaWanna says exercise. Yeah. Yeah. So Maggie talks about seeking help has helped me. I pushed it off for so long. Very yes. good. Luana talks about exercise. Yes. yes. And then Alicia talks about yes. Yeah, that's a very important one. Working out helps. Yes. Thank you, Tiana, for that. So those are all great things that 
people can do to really de-stress. Are there any others that y'all want to put in the comments? And not only de-stress, Shaniqua, like I said, I mean, those things that the exercising, the uh, deep breathing, meditation, uh, good support system, overall, that's going to make you healthier. You know, so as a result, you're going to be around longer for your loved ones. You're going to be in a much happier headspace um, to deal uh, better with situations as they come along and things of that nature. Your self-esteem, you'll see an increase uh, in your self-esteem and things of that nature, as well as giving voice to those situations and things of that nature that you're passionate, um, that you're passionate about um, that probably before you took a back seat in. So it helps us in all realms. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. So like we talked about, stress, you know, it's something that happens. But the good thing about it is it can be dealt with. Like it is something that can be managed. And it's also something that we can develop good coping tools and skills to be able to help us and not necessarily helping us but you know sometimes just sharing exactly like what your experiences and how you dealt with stress that could be helpful to someone else giving them ideas on terms of of things that they can do oh yeah oh yeah that's really good so anybody else in the comments y'all have anything about what y'all like to do with stress the kind of de-stress other than the ones that we already named. What about sleeping? And that's something as adults, I don't think that we we get enough of or that we do very well in, but getting enough sleep um, will actually help also with your stress levels as well. I think I could do better in that realm. I know I can. <laughs> I, I don't really get enough sleep as much as I should. Yeah. I, I, I do tend to stay up late and just watching my TV shows and being on YouTube and yeah. looking at different videos and stuff like that. So I know that that's definitely something that I could improve on. What oh, about you? Most definitely. Um, I probably, on average, I would say probably I get anywhere to four to five hours of sleep, uh, which I know that's probably, I know I ain't gonna say probably it's not good uh, whatsoever, but um, yeah, definitely I can do better in that area. Tiana said, trust me. <laughs> oh, she said. She said, trust me, I get to Normally, I'm asleep by nine. Well, Tiana, you need to tell us your secret because I, I cannot go to bed early for the life of me. Like, I'll be up late and I know I'm not good. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I, like I have a spa day weekly. I take a bath, do a facial mask, and paint my nails. I listen to music during this time, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a music person, too. Get you on some little good jazz music because I love jazz. Yes. You know, I, I'm an old soul at heart. So, you know, I love um, just music that's real comforting to the soul because, you know, music is a universal language. Language, yeah. And so, you know, 
it just puts me in a mood. <laughs> Tiana's like, I'm just lazy. <laughs> 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 we all have our lazy moments at times. So, yeah. Maggie said music is her therapy as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Music is just awesome. Like, it's just so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I think all of the things that everybody has named has just been very good and and i know keisha when you mentioned about like just making sure that our appetite is in check you know that's important too in terms of like making sure we're intaking good healthy foods and and things yes. like that so because that that does really make a difference in terms of how you're feeling and i know i definitely need to do do better in that area what i have trouble at um, my job at my full-time job can be very stressful, um, at times. And so working with students and, um, doing activities with them and answering emails and talking to parents and things, uh, things of that nature. So a lot of times when I get really busy and I hone in into my work, I don't have to be interrupted. And so I will skip meals. As a result, I won't eat breakfast. I won't eat lunch. My first meal sometimes I won't eat until like six, seven o'clock that night. And I know that's horrible. I know, I know you shouldn't do that. Um, but like I said, that's an area I definitely need to to work um, to work on. Like I said, stepping away for a moment to give myself room to breathe, um, but taking better care of myself in that area. Um, well, let me tell you, I, I, I can't feel you on that with the appetite. <laughs> let me tell you, because I love me some food, okay? Like, I, I will not miss a meal. Now, you know, I, I may not go to bed on time and stuff like that, but the appetite, you ain't got to worry about that with me. You ain't got to worry about that with you. No, you ain't got to worry about that with me, because I, I love me some good food. Gotcha, you know? gotcha. That, that, that really, that's comforting to me. <laughs> that's comforting to me, yeah. So that ain't my issue. But um, okay, so Lawana talked about spending time in nature also helps. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Being outside too, just really like getting fresh air and, and stuff like that. Just because a lot of times, especially with this pandemic, you know, people being cooped in the house and whatnot, and just really just getting out, getting yeah. some sunshine, some light. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's that's very important. I'm checking to see if your local neighborhoods, um, your local parks. Um, one thing that I love about Tallahassee, Tallahassee has a lot of beautiful parks, but we also have a lot of beautiful trails. Like I just came upon recently. Um, they're easy to walk, um, really minimum to low impact and things of that nature. Like I said, it gets you out, gets you some sunshine. Um, you see a different space besides your office and your home and things like that. And then also it's a good opportunity, like I said, to meet people and be one with nature as well. So you never ever know, you know, what you could be missing out on when you're not in taking part in, in nature type of activity. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So I think we're kind of coming up on towards the end. But if you have any final thoughts, Keisha, before we kind of turn it over to the comments, because I want to see if anybody has any questions for us. But do you have any thoughts about anything that we've talked about? Um, just to wrap up. Of? 
Um, I think that is good to do a daily check uh, with yourself. Um, but like as as you stressed earlier, making sure that you also have a good support system um, surrounding you as well. Uh, people that's going to hold you accountable uh, for your actions and, and things of that nature. Knowing at the end of the day, yes, we know that we are strong. Yes, we know that we have a sense of independence and, you know, whatever needs to be done, we're going to do. But also knowing that there's a time and a place um, to be strong and there's a time and a place to be independent. And so if you need help, you're feeling overwhelmed, um, you're feeling, you know, hopeless and things like that. That there are that that there's help out there. There is resources out there. It does not make you weak. Um, it does not make you crazy. It does not make you lazy. Um, it makes you human. It makes you human. And and so just recognizing um, all of that and taking all of that in to be not only a better person for yourself, but for the long term, being there and taking part in those activities you know, with your loved ones as well. Yeah, I agree with all that. And then I also want to add that, you know, stress looks differently for everyone. Mm -hmm. And also the way that we cope with stress looks different for everyone. And a lot of times people may think we just have to have one particular way to be able to cope with stress. You know, it's not like you can have multiple things that you can do to cope with stress. And even if one doesn't work, Find something that will. I, I guarantee you'll be able to find something eventually that works with you. And don't stress yourself out, lack of a better word, in, if you feel that you're not able to handle it in the way you want to immediately. Yeah. So if you find that, you know, spending time in nature or listening to music isn't necessarily enough and you're still experiencing stress and it's to the point where it's chronic stress or it's to the point where it's, you know, giving you anxiety and, and in depression and giving you a lot of physical and health problems, then that's when you might want to seek something more professional to see, you know, kind of what's going on. And again, like Keisha was saying, like there's there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being able to say something's not right here. And I think going back to our episode two, just about knowing yourself. Exactly. In order to be able to know who you are, you got to know like what doesn't work for you, what doesn't feel good, things like that. So, and speak up for yourself because if you don't vocalize how you are feeling, whether you're feeling good, bad, or ugly, you can't expect anybody to you know, assist you, you know, with that matter. And if you have spoken up and you're feeling like you're not being heard, hey, make sure if there's a hierarchy system, especially like in the workplace and things of that nature, hey, start moving along that hierarchy until you get the answer that it is that you deserve and, and the response that you need in order to get better, better results as well. So yeah. giving voice not only to yourself, but to the situation, because in actuality, not only are you helping yourself, you can also be helping um, other people coming up along behind you who may have had the exact same situation or feel the exact same way that you feel. Um, but for whatever reason, like I said, they did not give a voice to it or they were timid or they did say something for whatever reason, you know, people looked over over them. Yeah. 
And Gwen had a comment. She said, I missed meals during the school year when my daughter started telling her teacher I didn't eat lunch because I was helping students during my lunch. Grade level stopped sending students during lunch. I know my students who stress out felt better coming to me during downtime. So started bringing protein drinks me so I could still help students and eat. Yes, speaking up for yourself, just like what you were yep. saying, Lakeisha. So I'm glad that you were able to do that, Gwen, and you felt comfortable doing that because a lot of people don't. Yeah, necessarily feel comfortable. So that's really good. So at this time, if there's any questions for us, you can feel free to leave them in the comment section right now and we can answer them. Or if you have any just comments. That's fine, too. And if there's not any, that's fine as well. <laughs> no pressure here at all. No pressure. Because y'all really think you a lot of good comments already. So that's good. Okay. Doesn't look like there's any right now. So, um, well, that's pretty much what we had for you today. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. We definitely enjoy giving it to you, presenting it to you all. Um, and just kind of to reiterate, you know, like I was saying before, stress occurs. We, we, we know that, that there's nothing that we can do about that. But just knowing how to be able to manage it appropriately is what's key. And especially for our black women, because I know that that was pretty much the focus of this episode, but but just not even necessarily for black women, just for anyone. Yeah, so just, it's, it's all about knowing your body and just knowing how much you can handle and knowing when I need to take a break. And actually being okay with taking a break, not not taking a break just for like a minute and then getting back to it. No, no, I'm talking about you knowing when you know you need to kind of take a break for a little while. Because sometimes, especially with us, you know, it is hard for us to kind of let go a lot of times the situations. And and, and this and this time you have to. It's important to do so. We teach people how to treat us. Mm -hmm. We do. That is so true. Yeah. And like I stated before in the last episode, sometimes we need to let some things fall by the wayside. Sometimes we need to let others pick up the slack um, and things of that nature um, because they may never learn if we're always there, you know, to catch them. And once again, it's okay. It is a okay. You're not perfect. Mistakes are going to be made. The great thing about it, you live to see the next moment, the next second, another day to make it over, to make it anew. And so give yourselves grace, you know, as you go throughout life. Very true. All right. Well, if there is nothing else. This will conclude our episode this evening. Again, we want to really thank you for being present this evening and, and really just being active in the comment section. We always love to hear what you have to say. And just know that we'll be back again in two weeks, two Mondays from now, with another great episode. And we encourage you to tune in for that as well and to share 
um, with a friend about if you really like what you see, you know, tell people, invite a friend to show up and to really um, watch, do viewing parties, watch parties, whatever have you. Just really um, just continue just to, to support us. And we want to, so you know, help you all in whatever way we can. So that's all I had. Well, you all take care and y'all have a great evening. And if God's will, we will see you all in two weeks. Two weeks.